You're listening to Traumedy, the podcast that helps you transmute your trauma with comedy. Yeah. <laughs> take your trauma, take your pain, and play with it. That's what Charlie Chaplin said. I'm Nancy Norton. I'm studying therapeutic humor. I'm a comedian. I'm a former nurse. And as you know, I got out of healthcare for the same reason a lot of you got into it to save lives. You are welcome. I'm doing my best to save lives with humor now. I'm healing with humor. Feel the healing. Oh, I'm doing Radio Reiki. Welcome to the Radio Reiki broadcast. It's Nancy Norton. I am a stand-up comedian. I'm a keynote speaker. I talk about the power of humor, why we need it. I love going to healthcare conferences, business conferences. We talk about all the benefits of humor, how it helps us. Traumedy is just one of the things that helps. Traumedy is not a replacement for trauma therapy, but it will help you get by between sessions. This week, we actually have a therapist as our guest. I cry. Just talking to a therapist makes me cry. Just saying, just knowing that somebody's holding kind of a safe space allows my inner child to shed a tear or two. So there might be a few little tears here and there. And that's okay. I don't know. All of a sudden I'm channeling Stuart Smalley. That's okay. We're going to get through this together. Right before we recorded this, Katie and I took our shoes off and decided to walk around the backyard because we wanted to ground. We just were needed a little grounding before and I had just watched part of a documentary called Earthing until Amazon Prime started playing commercials and said you had to pay another $2.99 a month to not have those commercials. And there were so many commercials. I was so angry. It helped me get off of my Amazon addiction. You guys, I'm free. I'm free. I got a $100 refund on my Amazon subscription. Come on, join me in the revolution stop subscribing to Amazon Prime. It was ridiculous. So anyway, I did watch just the first 10 minutes before all these commercials just kept coming on. It was fascinating. Ground. When you ground, it, you literally are grounded magnetically to the earth. We're going to go outside. We'll be back. We are mindful. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> we are. <laughs> you get extra grounded when you step in dog poo. I think. It's something like that. Uh, let me interview your feet. Welcome to Traumedy. My guest this week is Katie Mason. Welcome, Katie. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. I am so honored to have you. I love that you told me you've been listening a little bit Mm -hmm. and that you're starting a podcast soon. Yes. Mm -hmm. As a licensed professional counselor and mentor. Yep. And mm-hmm. you're also a comedian and keynote speaker. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And what is your podcast going to be called? It's called Trust the Process, a People House podcast. People House is an affordable counseling center in Denver. They provide affordable counseling for um, the community. And I was, um, through my training, was um, it's part of an intern program that, um, you know, li- like uh, graduate level therapists who are getting their credentialing go through and then get supervision and they just provide a lot of resources for the community so I'm a private practitioner there and I have an office um, and then my co-host Ilan Benami is the clinical director of the um, affordable counseling program and together we um, he's actually the person who got me into comedy so he Elon? also Elon Elon is his name yeah he's not performing comedy anymore but at the time 
He was? I, he was, yeah. So this guy got you started doing comedy. Yes. But the primary relationship was... As therapists. We know each other as therapists through People House. And Man, I love this uh, affordable... You know, so much, yeah. so many times I'm just like, it's such a privilege to go to therapy. Exactly. And, and the other thing I'm working on is being in the flow of money. Yes. Like, exactly. I've had a poverty consciousness a long time. My dad put that in. I'm, I'm very frugal and I'm trying now to like, Hey, pay people what, I, what they want to get paid. And then I'm learning to ask exactly. to get paid in my job. I have a bad habit. Literally every time I quote somebody, my fee. For my keynote, I tell them the fee and then I go, but if you need, you know, I always want things to be a win-win. I even told the last client, I'm extremely codependent. Tell me what you need. <laughs> I actually said that. <laughs> so let's see how that one goes. I'll let you know. Yeah. I'll let you know what I end up doing that one for. Yeah. <laughs> but, mm. but thank you for being of service, helping people. I loved, I read your website. And I love the mentoring aspect mm -hmm. of it. And I don't, I don't know if this is okay. I forgot to even ask you like where we wanted to focus, but let's okay. just see where this road takes us. Sounds and good. then what I like to do after is like, we can go back and pick up things. Like you're like, you know what I really wanted to yeah. talk about today <laughs> was not anything you asked me about. Perfect. I'm, so, I'm on the ride. Okay, cool. Okay. <laughs> Welcome aboard. Yeah. Welcome aboard the Tromedy wagon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's a, somehow it's a covered yeah. wagon. <laughs> We're pioneers. That works. Yeah. It totally works. <laughs> I first yeah. I, at first I thought it was I thought I saw the bar of a roller coaster, but then it quickly No, it yeah. quickly it's a covered wagon. It, it was and it was like a little one. A very little covered wagon with one mule. Yeah, oh, mule. A okay. mule. A Missouri mule is driving this wagon. So trust the mule. Okay. Trust. Okay. I love to drink Kentucky mules, I'll be honest. I want them to okay. rename them Missouri mules. Oh, yeah. yeah. Anyway, if you're in sobriety, stay there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> There's affordable resources at People House. At People yeah. House. I love that. People House. Yeah. Yeah, so you you were called to be a counselor, yes. and as many of us are called to the healing professions, I I was a nurse, I fifth generation nurse. Oh, I wow. was supposed, I thought, an artist. You know, I told the story before where I'm welding a sculpture, and under the hood, I hear a voice say, "You need to make a living." <laughs> so, <laughs> but there's something in that um, childhood mm -hmm. for me, anyway. And I'm curious to hear from you that wanted to help heal. Like I felt like. I felt like my soul journey was supposed to help heal my mother, mm -hmm. which she did not appreciate. <laughs> she yep. did not want my healing, yeah. turns out, and neither did mm -hmm. any of my subsequent life partners. Anyway, yeah. anyway. That oh, yeah. Do you have any, um, your gifts for healing, um, perhaps? Uh, no pressure. Did they come from some trauma, or do uh -huh. you sense that? Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> 100%. Yeah. I mean, I grew up. Um, in a very, my mother was, um, she actually died from alcoholism. Oh, so she, um, she was young, she was 52. So she was like in and out of jail and rehab my whole childhood. And then, um, so a lot of chaos, a lot of addiction and the worst of it, you know, you lose yeah. somebody to that. And that's why you're here going, I'm on for the ride because, yeah. because you have such a tolerance. Oh yeah. So you had to you had to rot. You had to figure out how to survive in that chaos of she's oh, going to yeah. get well. Oops, she slipped again, mm -hmm. and then I right. Mean, I'm just over and over and over and over again. 
And then each time, did you have hope or did you stop hoping or did you just... I think I always had hope. Yeah. Yeah. And I didn't realize that until she died. Yeah. (sighs) And the final, it's not going to happen. Yeah. I'm so sorry. Yeah. So, um, I mean, that that's just like one layer of it you know and that's like the i don't even know if that's the cliff note version i don't know that's like the maybe a title of one of the chapters because so it was so much of that my father was um a rageaholic so you know they were match made in heaven oh yes (laughs) isn't it amazing how the loving universe brings Uh us together with what i used to say complementary issues and my ex-boyfriend would say uncomplimentary issues. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. wow. So he mm-hmm. raged. Yep. He, he like wanted control. Yep, wanted or, control and then raged when he didn't get it. And probably a co- I'm, I'm in a recovery program for codependency. Mm. So I know that I'm probably more like your dad in that I try to feel safe by controlling everything. And then when I, when people don't hear me, I do feel terrified and i mask it with rage yeah i have done that yeah and i've had to make amends he's a complex both my parents very complex individuals very smart too brilliant they were both attorneys like my mom was one of like two women to graduate from law school at the time she had four kids and then just it just tanked yeah and then my dad um was a civil rights attorney and very successful but they just you know, academically, intellectually very smart, but emotionally, whew, just nothing. Right. Nothing there. Yes. Mm-hmm. I'm also in a recovery program for adult children. Oh, so yeah. That I, was one of the first pieces of therapy I ever did. Was oh, really? Went to adult children of alcoholics. Um, it was a support group um, when I was in college at um, CU. The university actually um, put it on. And because um, my mother, so I was 20 when she died. So I was in college at CU and. Um, gosh, so yeah, I went to that program or went to that, the, the you know, so you had resources, which I was grateful for because, um, yeah, so I started therapy right away. Oh, I'm very so young glad. Age. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm glad you had therapy. I'm not glad yeah. for the reason, but. I mean, but it's <sighs> all, it just is what it is, you know, like I don't, I don't want my, I mean, I've done enough work that I don't, I don't want anything to be different. Yeah, isn't that the way? Yeah. There is a part of it. Like, we wouldn't trade places with yeah. anyone because you see the journey and you see the value and it made you who you are, which exactly. is a he. I'm, you know, I'm, is it okay if I call you yeah, a healer? Because sure. I sense that, like, mm-hmm. you know, we just did a walk out there that felt like I felt, and healing, I know, is a broad brush, but I just feel any step that brings you closer to yourself is what I would, or your, your, authentic healthy self yeah I don't know I'm I'm making things up as we go along here but I've never thought about defining what healing is it's not like it's ever done like I'm healed right uh although I guess certain issues can get healed yeah it's a good I mean it's a it's a good question um I I kind of think of things are just always in process and you you kind of do different layers of 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 things you know maybe it's because I'm a therapist I don't like to wrap things up in a neat little a package little bow, yeah and at the same time I don't feel like we have to be suffering in our same wounds over and over again like I'm not also trying to just be stuck in the past constantly well and that's probably why I trust the process you know because it's a process like it life is. is a process of 
I mean, I believe my sole agreement was to come here and to expand consciousness. And yeah. I sense, I don't know, it's everybody's got to define it for themselves, but it just feels like, hey, maybe that's what we're all doing here. Yeah. Expanding consciousness. Yeah, I see it as like, I'm trying to, part of my work is just to, to, to show up in my light and to like shine a light in the darkness. Yes. Mm. Yeah. You know, I don't know if you noticed my shirt. I was wondering about it. Okay, yeah. so I had a meditation. The, uh, I don't know, I'm going to show. I, yeah. I've never like done video, so I'm learning, but check it out. Okay, <laughs> it says crybaby badass. <clears throat> crybaby badass. So I was, I was like, I just cry a lot. Mm -hmm. And in every meeting, I'm in every recovery meeting, I feel like I'm the one that's crying. But then, uh, you know, I'm in therapy, telling my therapist I'm a crybaby, and she's like, you're a badass. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, I am a badass. I've done a lot of badass shit. But you I'm are also a badass. <laughs> Affirmations are us. You are. I don't know. You know, this is our first time ever really connecting, yeah. right? But, yeah. I mean, I've been tracking you for a while, just watching your comedy. I've seen you perform many times, and I just... You you are for sure a badass. Oh, thank you. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, I'm gonna clap because you know what? <laughs> receive it. I, I, receive need to, it. I need to take it in. Also, I'm like <laughs> clapping the angels. I heard like the clapping. Clapping for the <laughs> clapping for my muses who who joined me on stage. But yeah, crybaby badass. And then I'm realizing the strength of that. You know mm -hmm. that the it, part of our recovery work with adult children is uh, unexpressed grief is where a lot of the healing happens. Yeah. <clears throat> when you grieve, the unexpressed grief. And so crybaby badass is a thing. And then here in this little hyphen area is the word luminary backwards. So you oh. see your light in the mirror. Oh, that's and, beautiful. <sighs> it came to me during psychedelic therapy. Uh -huh. And I went in the bathroom and I saw my light. Mm -hmm. And I don't always see it in the mirror. I always see my disfigurements. Yeah. I see my lazy eye and I can pull it in or I see my jowls falling mm. or I see like, you know, this, whatever, this ego stuff. And then, um, man, that light. And I just saw it and it's like, oh, and I got this idea and I, I just need to like bow to my light in the mirror because it's, you can't touch this. Yeah. You can't touch this with any trauma, with any abuse. It's transcendent. And that's exactly what I want to bring every time I try to bring my light to connect with your light. Yep. And then when our light, you know, I don't want to say namaste because it's overused. It is overused. But, but my son is from Nepal. And when they say it, they mean it. Yeah. Totally. And though there is a sincere, you know, the yeah. light in me does Honors see the, the light in you. Yeah. yeah. It's beautiful. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Yeah. So I'll, I'll uh, do a new printing of Crybaby Badass shirts because I, I did print. Yeah. Uh, so you uh, made that shirt. I came to me in a meditation uh -huh. and then I just drew it out by hand. And then I took it to a guy and he's like, I love this design. It's so simple. And I'm like, yeah, because it's divinely inspired. Yeah. <laughs> yeah thank Truth you. Truth is simple. It is simple. And I didn't have to get too fancy. I just drew this on an iPad. And, uh -huh. then, and then I've heard from different people like at the last show that I gave it to the wait staff and she, she came back the next time I was there and like, Hey, I got to tell you, people keep asking where I got this. And so now, yeah. now is it bad to put my uh, website on a divinely inspired? <laughs> you just put it on the back. Okay. That's what I want to yeah. ask you. Cause she couldn't even, she goes, I couldn't remember your whole yeah, name to tell on, them where to get for one. For sure. Put it on the back. No. Okay. All yeah, right. Because I mean, that, you don't want to, it came through you yeah. and 
people should know about you. Cry baby badass. All right. Yeah. If they don't know about you, or they just should. That, well, just because I want, it's not like, it's more about reaching more people. It, well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah, That's exactly. the thing. I'm. Gosh, it's such a delicate thing in this business to get my ego out of here. Yeah. And be of service. But yet my ego keeps coming in right. going, oh, but I came up with that. You yeah. know, like, shush. Oh, constantly. You didn't. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I got distracted by my own. But the light. I want to go back to you sharing your light. So thank you. I interjected my crybaby badass yeah. self in there. So what you want to do, say it again, is... I'm here to shine a light in the dark. Yes. Yeah. And just be the light in the darkness. I mean, it, it, my, tr- you know, background, my childhood was very dark. And yet I found a way through, right? And then as a therapist, I help people like build capacity to be in the darkness. Yeah. Like, and it's like, you know, like darkness isn't bad, but like, we can be really afraid of it. So it's like a skill to learn how to navigate the darkness and, and then to hold our own light in that darkness is another skill. And yes, that's, that's the last one that I'm, and then I'm learning now how to do that more visibly, like in a public facing way, whereas I've been doing it sort of behind the, the scenes for a long time in my client work. Um, and that's where the performance component comes in oh, um, I cannot wait to see you perform yeah so yeah. you have a show that you do with Andrea Vall and Elena McMillan Elena McMillan mm-hmm. oh and I'm gonna have Elena on the podcast too great yeah. and so yeah it's called life a delightful show about fear and grief the next show is March 30th at the dairy in Boulder but you know we're taking some heavy topics fear and grief and expressing ourselves through comedy we also um, weave it with um, we share stories and and I'm also a poet and I do performance poetry so it's kind of cross genre but it's all about fear and grief and um, it's it's lovely I'm really proud of the show and proud to collaborate with Andrea and Elena on it because we're very different our personalities are very different yet we came together because fear and grief are universal languages really yeah yeah it's interesting fear and grief yeah Yeah. that those two I'm kind of I'm curious about those particular are the is grief an an emotion or is a process I guess yeah grief it's a good question the idea of fear and grief and how did you come to fear and grief versus sadness or powerlessness rage (laughs) yeah rage and grief well I would say that that rage is sprinkled in there a little bit you know fear and grief are not they they kind of encompass a lot of things like rage and anger can be a part of grief but I think those words we kind of landed on is a theme that we were all we're trying to figure out how to create a show for us three to do together and so we were looking at the themes of our writing and it was like one of the common themes that was emerging oh and so that that makes sense how it was born and grief is I do think it is an emotion in and of itself, but it is it encompasses a lot of other emotions. Mm-hmm. So it's complex. So complex. And fear too. It's not just, you know, like excitement and fear are related to each other, even and you know, like we can feel really excited and that's just like the the, the opposite of fear, but they're like different sides of the same coin. So yeah. I think we just landed on those as like the themes that we were working on. And then you come to the show, you'll see that we dance in a few different um, areas. Like I do a performance poem that is a little ragey, you know, and 
but it's about my own grief with I have um, chronic illness that I've worked been working through for a long time, and it's about my sort of uh, rage at the wellness industry in a way okay yeah yeah um and just being a patient long-term patient and 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 with a lot of different doctors and alternative practitioners mainstream practitioners and it's it's a funny light poem but it's also got a hint of rage because that is my experience and it is related to my grief in that particular instance with my health for example yeah I am curious about your health and trauma because one of the things Mm -hmm. I have come to know about why I'm doing this is to help people express, and it doesn't always have to be through comedy, like you say, poetry, mm-hmm. spoken word, writing, yeah. painting, all kinds of ways to express. And the, the opposite of, of express is impress. Mm-hmm. And so that whole idea that trauma makes an impression on you if you don't yeah. find an expression for it yeah. has really landed with me and my endocrinologist. And I'm, uh-huh. I'm on this mission. I, I am working on healing a chronic autoimmune disease of my thyroid that she has never seen anyone heal that although she has seen them plateau it mm. but it's just it's Hashimoto's disease uh-huh. it's not super serious because there's a pretty easy remedy to take levothyroxine but I don't think it's a mistake that it's one of those epigenetics or metagenetics yeah. or however you say that where a family can have a disease because we're not allowed to speak our truth mm-hmm. And the throat chakra yeah. energy. I don't know. But do you sure. feel like your illness is at all rooted in trauma? Or? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think I think it's complex. So I think there's layers to what has contributed to it. But for sure, I know that my childhood is one of those layers. <sighs> and, I mean, are you familiar with, like, the ACE score? Yes, yeah. ACE score, adverse childhood experiences. And you... You add it up and you're like, ooh, you're off the charts. Yeah, I'm like an 8 out of 10, which is very high on that. Yeah. So, and there's a correlation they find between people with high scores on that and who have chronic health issues. So, um, and then, and in my healing journey, now it's, I finally, it's taken me a long time, but I think I'm at a point where I'm really learning, like I'm, I'm, it's so weird because we're in so many different chapters of this, but in the last like two years, something has shifted where I'm really, I'm really understanding this is about teaching myself that I'm safe mm-hmm. on like a, on a cellular level, you know, on like a really fundamental level. And, and that is a skill that I don't have, even though I've, or that I, not that I don't have, but that that needs to be reprogrammed minute by minute in me because my body is been in a chronic fight or flight place my whole life. Yes. And I've been very successful in that place. Yeah. That's the tricky part, isn't it? Yeah. That's the tricky part of letting go in my recovery work, letting go of those survival skills that are no longer serving us. Yeah. It's so hard to tell your body like, yes, thank you. That worked so well for us in childhood. You did a great job. Yep. And you're okay now. And we can let that rest. And the more we can get to that state and reaffirm it and like, we are okay. We are okay right yeah. now. What helps you get to that place of I'm okay right now? So many things. It just depends. Like if it's in the middle of the night and I'm having, you know, some kind of anxiety, I has to. I have to get really physical. A lot of times I do have to like get physically deeper into my body, a, a 
child's pose, a, a, a shower, like the grounding we just did is so good, you know, feeling contact with something else physical, a weighted blanket, you Ooh, know, yeah. it can be a whole variety of those kind of things. So that, um, kind um, of the parasympathetic nervous system reset things yeah. like yeah. gargling, they say, um, humming, humming. Oh, one. I didn't know that. Yeah. What, what, what would you hum? Like, what would like, be, like maybe like, you are my sunshine. Oh, that's let's hum it. Like that. Let's okay. do it. Let's do it right now. <laughs> Lizzie. That song always that song ends up sad. At the end, like it starts off, my sunshine away. He took my sunshine. That's a good point. Make sure you end that before you are my, just do the you are my sunshine part. But but what is good about a song like that is yes, there's maybe some, it's, it's got a range? No. Well, okay. I don't know the range. Whatever. That's not <laughs> working for me. <laughs> I'm but, in of emotions. But the, the, yeah, the f- range of emotion. And it, it's a, it's like, I can't help but think of little, little Katie. If I were yeah. to be humming that song, which is what I'm working with, right? Super young. Who knows? Yeah. Like a four-year-old part of me. It's yeah. So maybe the pre-verbal, two years old. Yeah. So that I'm getting out of my analytical mind because I cannot think myself out of supporting myself when I'm my nervous system is dysregulated. Man, I love that you just said that because I was just having a trigger a couple days ago and I wasn't feeling heard. And when I don't feel heard, I revert to almost like an infant. Like mm-hmm. I am terrified. I had some terror that I've come to realize as an infant. My hardest thing is to learn how to pause. In the, it's so hard to pause in the middle it's of it. It's so hard. Can, yeah, somebody should. Should they splash water on me? Should I tell them like splash water? On me? Well, I just had a conversation with. <laughs> I a f- would be so mad if they did, but also I think it would. Change I think the- it would help. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> if you agreed to it before, you know. Oh my god! Yeah. Oh, maybe we should have. Like, or uh, what about a spray bottle? Yeah, I was thinking spray it would be bottle, so funny like that, little... or like a funny squirt gun. That's yeah. like, like I love you, squirt gun. Like, psh, psh, fine. Where'd you go? Psh, 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 psh. I mean, I know that that would just. Probably make me more angry. Well, I'm trying to think. Could I re- like? Like I, I, my feelings are valid. That's yeah, the way it feels. Exactly. How dare you yeah. not 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 take on my valid feelings? Yeah. And then he got triggered because he's got you know we all have issues and it's like he's hearing that I don't like him and I'm like that is not what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. I just want to feel heard. I'm making I statements. <laughs> I was really indignant uh, about my I statements and then he's like you're being controlling and I'm like you you're making you statements. I'm saying I statements. Yeah. I got into this whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> it was hilarious. He started putting his boots on. I'm like, oh, God, don't leave. This isn't the thing about yeah. just hear me. That's all. Oh, God. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, maybe a funny squirt gun or or <sighs> something else. My my son says he's lived with me a long like time. Like silly string? Silly string would be hilarious. Oh, I don't know, though. <laughs> I know when you're, you're mad, like I, when you're in it. Like, <laughs> But I like the idea of silly string. Yeah. My son, what he does, and because he knows my patterns. And I have empowered him. So he mocks me to my face. He'll go, it's not my way. And he'll do a little like, almost like a little Nepalese leprechaun. (laughs) (laughs) It's not my way. And I'm like, okay, (laughs) all right. 
you got me. I'm yeah. I am terrified, and I'm a child, a little bitty baby, terrified baby, cry yeah. baby. I'm a crybaby badass, yeah. but that's scary when it's your mom or your aunt. Like, oh my god, I'm supposed to be the adult here. Yeah, shit, I blew it again. Yeah, then I just have to tell them it's not. I have issues, and I'm so sorry, and I have to make amends. Yeah, <sighs> yeah, but it's so good when you come out of the trigger, and then you can be like, oh, okay, like I can handle this. It's not what I thought it was. It's just like I'm. I'm like at a point where I'm working through the, like when you're, when you're in relationships that you can work out those triggers. Yes. That's huge because that means you're safe enough to work out those triggers. Yeah. And I will say, I think we're closer after it. Yeah. Um, the irony, you know, like I don't have to be perfect and I'm not, I'm trauma. I have complex PTSD according to my therapist. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Me and too. So I get it. <laughs> the gifts of, of complex PTSD, yeah. even though, I feel like it is disappointing. I'm disappointed in myself when that happened because I thought, oh, I thought I wouldn't ever, like I thought I would catch it. And then it, it gets ahead of me all yeah. of a sudden. Yeah. Especially if somebody denies like your feelings don't matter basically. Oh, oh my God. Yes. Okay. That is probably one of my biggest triggers too. You, yeah. Because so, it's like the gaslighting of my childhood all over again. Yes. Do not tell yeah. me. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, oh, 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 it does to yeah. me. And that's what I'm talking about right now. So yeah. that was, so you're like, that would be interesting. Like, like I said, my son's lived with me a long time. So, but, you know, hey, listen, and the fact that he wants to study psychology, I was mm. telling somebody else on the podcast, like, that's one of the signs, like, oops, I fucked <laughs> up as a parent. <laughs> my son's studying psychology, either that or goes into comedy. Those are the yeah. two, two markers of a fucked up childhood. <laughs> Damn it. Got them both. I have them both. <laughs> yeah, you nailed it. <laughs> we have a winner. No more calls. We have a winner right here on Traumedy. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, but look at this. You look great. You're, you know, how? And, and, and anything we can do for your health? Uh, you want some free Reiki? I do free sure. Reiki. <laughs> There's my free Reiki. That's what that is? Yeah. Okay. It's free. It's free. <laughs> it's worth every penny. Oh, it feels great. <laughs> Actually... <laughs> Raise the frequency of your I body. I believe you. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. And then we do a little crown okay. chakra, oh. and we ask, "Let this, you know, let this serve your highest like, good." Pull it out. Pull. You stuff want out, some? Right? Want me to pull some stuff out? Sure. Okay. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> let's do it. Hey, I'll pull it out. Oh yeah. Okay, well, that's a big thing. Okay. That, well, whoa. hey, it is. It is. <laughs> <laughs> I felt it was big. And I'm letting it go by, oh, and then it's God. gonna. Then we're gonna. Yeah, that's right. You gotta shake it off because you don't then, want that. I don't need it. Yeah, I, I've got. Don't, my, don't I got, take that, Miss Codependent. No, no, I'm going by. His, okay. I'm going. So, I'm going over the. the I'm going over the, the peppermint. I'm going right over the peppermint tea with it, oh, and then I yeah. throw it into the earth. Let Mother Earth. She transmutes. She can. She can take it. What she does, she turns shit into manure. Yeah, and she turns it into fertilizer. Mm -hmm. I mean, shit and manure are the same thing. Okay. Right. She turns manure into fertilizer, and she actually will transmute that into beautiful things that will serve the earth, and then ah, we can also like... Sunflower. Sunflowers. <laughs> oh, she's going to make sunflowers. <laughs> All right. We made a lot of sunflowers. Oh, sunflower. yeah. Oh, beautiful. I'm not done. I'm not done. <laughs> I know. I think, I think we might need a couple episodes. Okay. There we go. <laughs> Finish. We can do that some more <laughs> yeah. later, but okay. There it went. But it is interesting just that you're doing <sighs> that, because I am learning how to... Um, shake off the energy of uh, even other people right yeah like, after a session or yeah after a session or after being, this traumatic podcast 
or going to like an open mic or something. There's so much energy. Oh. oh my gosh. So many people, so much energy. And I have to like cleanse myself because I'm like, I don't, yeah. I was just in session all day and now I'm on this, this bar with all this, these comics and all of all these sh- wounded children. Yeah. Oh, we're all such wounded children. Right. And then I'm like, okay, <sighs> so I, I do. And then I forget. Yeah. And then all of a sudden I'm like, what is wrong? I'm like, oh, I'm not like cleansing my aura. That's it. And you know, it's funny. I have a spiritual mentor okay. in England oh, nice. <laughs> who I meet with on zoom at like midnight. So it's seven in the morning and we just met last night and that's exactly what she is teaching me. And also some other exercises, which I'd be happy to share with yeah. you. But yeah, she was just like, we are going to reestablish. And she said to kind of scan your body if you feel any holes or any funny, you know, you can just like reestablish if you picked up any other energies and uh, and then just see your aura uh, reestablished as just this beautiful, she kept saying things like diamonds and gold and silver light, just kind of this mm-hmm. sparkly, really high frequency, beautiful aura. So I'll just see that. Mm-hmm. Woo. Yeah. yeah. I do have, I brought this little guy because I'll carry sometimes like a rock in my pocket. Do you know, I, th- I forget it's um, am- Ammonite. Oh, Ammonite. Ooh, that's beautiful. Um, Is that from a sea creature? Do. Yeah. It's a Ooh, little let snail. me show it. Let me show it to the to the home if we ever use if this video. If we ever use this video. But we and might. for the people who don't, it's just like a fossilized snail. Is it snail. okay that I'm holding it? Yeah. I didn't even ask permission, but you did hand it to me. Yeah, so I, I did. Could, yeah, I so it's it, like a fossilized snail. Feel, oh, that is so... So that does help. You know, I do keep kind of grounding things in my pockets at times or... Remind you, know. you like... Yeah, it's just to, 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 you know, which you think of like a kid, that that's something that kids, they, they, they have their little special... You know, favorite rock that they carry or their blanket, and it's these these things that help ground us. And yeah, and comfort us, comfort us, and that, so because kind of like put your worries into it. Yeah, just uh, and it's something that I'm bringing my attention to more than just being in the energy outside of me. Sort of oh, like and for lucid yeah. dreaming, like I, I'm a, a <gasps> big lucid dreamer. So this is like a reality test. You know, do you keep that by your bed? Well, I'll keep it in my pocket. Like, am I dreaming? So every time I touch it, I ask, "Am I dreaming?" Oh, mm-hmm. wait, help me understand this better. So, in your pocket, but you don't have p- pockets in your pajamas, but when you're dreaming. You're- so when I'm awake, I carry it to ask myself if I'm dreaming because then you're more likely in a dream to ask if you're dreaming, which would, you know, stimulate consciousness like, oh, actually, this isn't, this this is a dream. Okay. Yeah, it's called rea- like reality check. I um, love to, that. To I consciousness wanna- or awareness practice. I want. I read that on your website about dream. Mm-hmm. Uh, how, how, what's the phrase I'm looking for? Not dream analysis, but dream uh, interpretation. I, I, say, or dream. I would say dream therapy or dream. I'm, I'm like a dream guide. I <gasps> love this so yeah. much. It, and it's so cool that I just read that this morning and I had this most uh, recurring dream that I've ever had Ooh. in my life last night. And I was thinking, I wonder if I could indulge you yeah. and talk about it mm-hmm. and then I want to hear more yeah so this is an offering you offer mentoring you offer dream therapy mm-hmm. yeah it's like I mean the way I work with dreams so that's why I became I mean I became a therapist because of my background growing up the way I did but I also wanted to study dreams and be so I specifically went back to graduate school for counseling to focus on dreams because I had a really powerful dream after my mother died that was super healing 
where oh. I hugged her in the dream oh. and felt like I got to say goodbye to her, which oh. is something um, I didn't get to do in waking life. Oh, oh, got truth chills. Like, I feel like she's here That's with possible. us. Yeah. Oh. I mean, so I was like, what is this dreaming thing? Because it just felt like I got to release so much grief that I couldn't do. Or, like, I just felt things I couldn't, you know, I never, she was so sick that I never, nothing was complete with her when she died. No, no, no healing conversations to be had at all. But this dream felt like a healing conversation. And so. Changed you. Changed me, yeah. And you were able to forgive her, you were able to. Well, I, I don't know if the words forgive, but yeah. l- let me not put words in your mouth. Tell me more. Well, That's yeah, what I, need I think s- it was. I'm not a good therapist. <laughs> tell me more. Tell me more. <laughs> Can I just tell you what you just told me? Here's what you, here's what you told me. <laughs> let me make I some assumptions. You just corrected yourself like that. That was really nice. I'm um, working on it. <laughs> I'm working on mm. it, my assumptions and shit. Yeah. Projections. Well, I think what it did was it, it allowed me to feel hope for healing the relationship. Mm. And, um, and it felt like it allowed me to feel like I got to say goodbye to her, which was so important because it just was so unfinished. And there was, you know, I, I was 20 when that happened, when I had that dream, just started the the healing process, right? Started therapy after that. So it was many, many years before I could say that I forgave her, but I do feel that I have peace with the relationship and, and. Yeah, the forgiveness is is there. I see her for who she was and and I understand why she was the way that she was and and I and I'm grateful for me being me and I wouldn't be me without having gone through what I did. So there there is healing you, in that. And healing and I feel like the word acceptance. Acceptance. When yeah. we t- when we look at the old, I don't know if they even use the Kubler-Ross grieving process thing anymore. Sure. But I know, and I know it's nonlinear because we can. Non-linear. I go back and forth where I think I've completely forgiven my mother, and I'm grateful. I have yeah. gratitude. Yeah. But then sometimes I go back, and I'm I am that really angry, rageful yep. person. So it's nonlinear. Yeah. But I I love that I can get to acceptance intermittently. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> That's beautiful. Yeah. And I want to see. Let's see what else just came to me about that dream too that I wanted to ask you, because. A word came and I was like, oh, I got to make sure and ask her that. And I need to write things down because I don't want to interrupt, but I also mm. want to remember. Yeah. So it's tricky. But when uh. you were saying, like, she came and you, you got to say goodbye. Mm-hmm. And, oh, here's what it was. You got to say goodbye, but I wondered if you also got to say hello to a part of her you never knew. Mm. You know, like a, mm-hmm. her, a th- her authentic, like her soul. Yeah. Like my mother... I just felt like she just had such a barrier and I could not access her soul or her heart. Yeah. And she, and I would just love to have that dream. Maybe I'll invite that because mm-hmm. I, to this day I have yet, and I want to cry about that because yeah. I have yet to, I just wanted to know my mother's heart. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I just never could. Yeah. And it was such a loss for me in this lifetime because I, I've done past life work where I had such a warm mother and it was like, what is this about? And you know, your whole childhood, you make it about you. Like I'm unlovable. I'm not worthy. So I love that you're here. I feel like maybe I could call in her soul in my dream and get to have something like that. Yeah. I would love to meet her soul. 
I thank you for sharing that. Can I give you? Yeah. Oh. Of course you're a therapist. Uh, yeah. you, you bring out the best <laughs> in me. <laughs> but seriously, yeah. I, I was, that was my own projection. Like, to I would love to meet my mother's soul. Yeah. Do you feel like you met her soul? Yeah, because in the dream, she was healthy. She was radiant. Oh. She was wearing um, a, a bright green satin polyester backless bell-bottom jumpsuit. <laughs> she was on her way to a Wait. disco. <laughs> I yeah. love that. Yeah. Backless bell-bottom jumpsuit. jumpsuit. Yeah. She was bright green. She was sexy, huh? She looked just hot. Like she was, she was in her divine femininity. Yeah. Yeah. And she was like. I feel like this, so that image, and I, I share this, I actually do these dream performances too, which, um, fingers crossed, I submitted one to the Denver Fringe Festival, so. All right, manifest. Yes. All right, loving universe. Um, but where I take dream images and I perform as the image through comedy, poetry, and storytelling. Oh, Katie, I love this. And I'm working with color a lot, and it's a, it's a whole it's a whole thing, but it started in part because that dream, she was bright green jumpsuit. She was on her way to this disco and she gave me a hug. And, and I knew in the dream, I, it was, it was this semi lucid state where I'm aware I'm a dreaming and I knew she had died. So I know that like, wait, this is what happened. She's, she had died. Now she's here in this dream. And I, I didn't want to let go of the hug. Cause it was like, I knew and letting go of the hug. I was really letting go of her and she said honey I know this is hard um but it's time to say goodbye everything's gonna be okay and then she walked away and I saw her in this radiant jumpsuit looking healthy which my mom and she was smiling my mom never smiled oh that I remember right like I'm sure maybe she did but my memories of her are not um are not of her in in her light in her joy in her joy yeah yeah and and lawyer I was with a lawyer partner um yeah I'm just saying yeah <laughs> they're tough there's a, yeah well they are but also I mean just they're always just like in that kind of argumentative yeah. like analytical and it's hard yeah I yeah. found it hard too to access the yeah the blissful playful lightheartedness yeah and yeah. so you got to see your mom smile. So I have that as an image now. Mm. That in you know, and when I work with dreams, I work with the images like practice, you know, so I can meditate and with that image and and use it as a healing image for myself. And that's a dream where I wouldn't interpret it a lot. You know, I wouldn't I'm not trying to go to the layers of you know, because is it a projection of me or, you know, there's so many different ways to work. You're with not dreams. going Freudian on it. Not on this one. No. Okay. No, because it felt just like a gift of her. And also, what it, uh, what is your feeling about the difference between a dream and a real experience? Like if you listen to a medium talk about it, they'd be like, that's your mom actually came to you. Right. Like this is not just something you made up in your mind. I don't know. What's your what's your opinion about that? Well, I. I work with people to help them develop a relationship with their dreams so that they understand their own dream language so that they can start to discern different dreams are it, every dream is different. Right. And, and so some dreams I know are more completely symbolic and they're layered with projection. And I like, I need to start doing some work because that's a big old mirror. Uh -huh. It's showing me a part of myself that I'm not conscious of. 
And then some dreams feel more just like a divine gift. Like a, a, they're just showing me, they're giving me access, especially with deceased loved ones, to, so, to somebody or something higher, greater than me. And this dream with my mom, I do feel like I connected with her directly. Yeah. And so you leave it to your client or if you're helping somebody else. And I remember I studied dreams back in the 90s when uh-huh. I was in my 30s going through a lot of stuff. And I remember there were like decluttering dreams and then there were, you know, the kind of, I don't know, the like you said, all those other kinds, symbolic. And and then I've had a few that really felt like somebody visited me. There's and not very many. Dreams, I've had sure. very few of those. But I like my ex-boyfriend's dad came to me after, and I didn't know he had died. And then I looked it up that morning. I'm like, oh, he died within the last, I don't know. It was within maybe a couple weeks. But he came to me and asked why I left his son. And he looked really good, too. I thought, oh, he looked really dapper. Like, But he just popped in, and I was like, oh. And he goes, why did you leave my son? And I thought, thought, well, should I tell him at the end of his life? Mm. I go, oh, because he was a sociopathic liar. And then he just poofed out. Like, that's all he needed to know. Yeah. And I don't know, and I was hoping maybe he's going over to his son to help him. Uh. I don't know what. (laughs) I don't know. I think he thought it was about him or something. He just needed to know, Mm. did you leave him because I was so mean to you? Mm. (laughs) Because he was mean to me. But anyway, Mm. that was one of the poofs. But it was just an odd, I don't know. Yeah. That was an odd. It just felt different. Yeah. Well, I would encourage you to trust your your felt sense that it felt different like you're knowing that something was different about that but it does take time to sort of develop the intuitive knowing of of what not what the dream means I don't even like that phrase like what does this dream means because it's still like analytical I try to help people live with the questions of the dream oh to be in relationship with it from a like like as a question or as a possibility yeah. rather than trying to understand it and interpret it it's so reductionary like like we got to get to the and, and uh, ugh, i don't want to go off on like tiktok or you know? <laughs> <laughs> but like well, we can there's like tiktok dream culture now or it's just like you know uh, or it's like dream dictionaries these things just like tell you this is what the dream yeah means. a dog always means this or yeah, yeah i yeah so me. that's very personal yeah so but if you felt like i feel like i really connected with this person then i i think it'd still be interesting to explore your relationship with this past partner and there might be something else there that is still courted or you know oh, like that's you're still like yeah. connected I mean, to this in some way and that was w- way back like not way way back uh-huh. but it's been a while back yeah so i hopefully release that even though he's come up today for whatever reason but uh. hey um yeah Wait, i, I want to say one more thing about this what you just shared with this desire to have this dream about your mom you we can incubate dreams and and you can you can you can ask before you go to sleep for um to try to connect with her in your dreams and also completely let go of the attachment to that like you know it's like because that's the way the word world works better yeah when we're not we're not like give it to me or i want want when you say want that implies it won't happen yeah yeah i got you yeah. So I, I will, I, you know, it's like what? the both and I'm, I, I want, and this is, you know, and may, there has been a conflict inside of me that is really my mother. You know what? I, I've been relieved since her death. Mm-hmm. I have been relieved. And there is a part of me that doesn't like, I don't like, I have not been maybe open to that. And then yeah. 
but maybe what I could say is only, I want to only connect with her beautiful yes. soul and none of this other shit yeah. that she has put on me my entire life. And, or, and that I continue to put on myself. Let me own that. Right. Let me own that. That's why yeah. I'm in recovery to stop being, you know, we are doing the parts work and yeah. inner family systems work in my recovery of becoming my own loving parent. Yep. I want to ask you something. I yeah. know, I don't know what time it is exactly, but I have this idea. I want to tell you a dream. And then okay. I, I was wondering if we could <laughs> have closure with this episode. Uh-huh. And then when we come back, you can give me, like we can talk a little about interpreting that dream and then talk about a bunch more stuff. Sure. What do you think? So happy to jump into a dream. I will just do one caveat and say that. Um, dream work to me, it's like, if it depending on what the dream is i might say you know what i just don't know if i can honor the process of it in this format okay right because i you know i take it's very like sacred work and so i okay i just want to you know i just say that ahead of time um, in case i get any hits that like you know what i just want to really make sure i could tend to this and i don't know if i could do that in this exact format that's yeah Thank you for that and that transparency and also to not create false expectations for yes. our listeners. Yeah, right. As we, as we do a cliffhanger. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Tune in next week Yeah, when we find out. So the dream that, and this is so interesting that you're doing this theater project because part of traumedy, I think part of the idea is, okay, I want to be doing this live and I want to actually have a panel, which maybe, wow. who knows, maybe you'll be one of my panel members. Love to. I want to have comedians and also but people that hold sacred space. Mm-hmm. That's tricky to find sometimes. Yeah, very. With the irreverent comedians. So I want to have a panel of comedians. I want to have people who share a trauma that are ready uh-huh. to laugh about it and let us play with it on stage and let them kind of direct it and go, no, that helps more. No, this helps more. And yeah. then they leave with a little nugget of a cartoon of their trauma, their traumedy mm. that I, because it helps me all the time. When I drop into a trauma, sometimes I can just, like my son going, it's not my way. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it's like, I'm not dying today. So yeah, yeah, that's what I want to do on I stage. I love that idea. But in my early, gosh, I think I was in my 20s. I went to New York and I went to this experiential theater in the East Village. And what they would do is take a dream and act it out on stage. Yeah. So you would share yeah, yeah, the yeah. dream with them. <clears throat> and I and I just had this dream last night. So this feels uh-huh. I, this feels like higher power is like pay attention. So that's one of the ways I can work with dreams too is get very um physical, yep, dream theater, um gestalt, which is just like you're 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 acting out sort of embodying parts of the the dream and yeah. so that's what I mean is that it, it doesn't always mean, you know, some people think they ask me for a dream and they want a quick not sure. Like, yeah. yeah. But but we might so we might extrapolate. Yes. What I want to share. So this is the dream that I've okay. had, recurring dream. And it's basically the the Wonka Vader from hell. Uh-huh. And I, I it's a weird like these buildings, almost like when you see those like drone shots of Dubai. It's but it's like a glass elevator. And I know it's not really uh safe or I don't completely trust this elevator. Mm-hmm. And also this last dream last night, I wasn't even inside the elevator. I was on some sort of shaky platform I had to catch the elevator I had to go up and I was like don't look down you're going to be okay just keep going keep going you're going to be okay and I was trying to find the entrance to the elevator but I ended up entering it way 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 up high like on the 100th floor or something 119th floor and I was like 
And then I then there were several of them, and I was trying to trying to get my little platform <laughs> to move over to the door I needed. Usually I'm inside. Yeah. And then it just goes kind of crazy, and I feel terrified that I'm gonna die. Either things gonna crash, I'm gonna fall, or I might like they do in Willy Wonka, go through and just tune in next okay. week. <laughs> Perfect. Tune in next week. The Wonka Vader from hell. I don't know. I don't know if it's from hell, but the Wonka Vader. It feels like it's from hell. You're listening to Tromedy. This is part one with Katie Mason, licensed professional counselor, comedian, and keynote speaker. Uh, tune in again next week, and we'll have more with this amazing guest. Thanks Thank so you. much. Thanks, Katie. Well, hey, that was part one of two with Katie Mason, therapist, dream therapist, counselor, mentor, poet, comedian, keynote speaker, and also a wonderful person. Tune in next week when we hear Nancy say, okay. (laughs) (laughs) I love that you think I'm joking. I know. You think I'm joking. You're not. Start off with taking a knife okay. out of our back. Just pull it out. One of the knives of betrayal. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wanted to share this. Look in the show links uh, to get tickets to the show Life, a delightful show about fear and grief. Also, Nurses Off the Charts is off the charts, y'all. Oh my gosh. We heard so many wild stories at the last show in Fort Collins. The next one's going to be in Colorado Springs. If you're in the Colorado area or you want to just visit Colorado, come on out. Go to a Nurses Off the Charts show. There's one in Colorado Springs at Looney's Comedy Corner on March 28th. I will put my link tree in the show notes so you can just click on that to get tickets if you want to come out. Those shows have been selling out. So, yeah, this one's going to sell out. Come out to Nurses Off the Charts and hear some of the outrageous hilarious wild healthcare stories we've had all kinds of people and hilarious patients and healthcare workers alike are sharing stories so come out join us at looney's march 28th also i'll be at the dairy center for performing arts march 29th in boulder colorado and then we're going to take this on the on the road we're going to take it national so if you're listening to this let me know where you live you want me to bring nurses off the charts to your town let me know As always, I want to thank my son, Nathaniel Norton, for providing the music. And remember, tune in Tuesdays. It's Tromedy Tuesdays.